0: Live from Parts Unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller time. Hello and welcome to the Simon Miller Wrestling Show. Uh, First thing I need you to do, is notice the fact I have a brand new microphone. My microphone broke last week. You have no idea how stressful that was. So I don't know what the audio is going to be like right now. I mean, I just this is like a very basic setup. I don't want a big microphone in my face like this, but I thought it's better to do a show than not do a show. So we got some comments over there on the right. Let me know if I'm too loud, if I'm not loud enough, and we can figure we can figure it all out. And I know it's a bit weird, a bit garish having this giant microphone in my face, but again, it's better than not doing a show at all. And over the next few weeks, I will get it sorted. So it doesn't, look like I can rest my head on it. Look, it's right there. If I get really tired, I can just put my head on it because why wouldn't I want to be able to do that? Anyway, welcome to my show, my resting show that goes live once a week on a Wednesday at 1pm GMT. Thank you very much for joining me. It is all supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller316, you can go throw a dollar in there. That helps. Uh, that helps no end. And, you know, while we're here as well, go buy some merch. There should be a link down there. Let me check. There is a link down there before I say that and be like, whoops. There is a merch down there. You can buy a bunch of Simon Miller Y t-shirts and all that stuff to support my comeback to pro wrestling, which I will have more details on very soon. But for now, i just leave it like that. And also at Simon Miller on 316. <laughs> what? At Simon Miller316 on Twitter. And on Instagram. I mean, we're here, guys. We're done. Raw's done. Smackdown's done. Which means in a few days' time, it is gonna be WrestleMania 35. Not the greatest go home shows I've ever seen, but there's a lot of a lot of people forget a lot. We've seen awful raw go-home shows in the past. The one that always pops into my head is that grapple thing that Brock Lesnar and Paul and um, Roman Reigns did that time. Still can't believe they did that. Brock Lesnar's what? Six two, six three? I think Roman's around about the same height. Tall dudes, obviously Brock Lesnar's a beast. It's not like Roman walks around and people go, oh, look at that small guy. And someone said, oh, what, what you're going to do is you're going to get in each other's face and you're both going to try and pull the title away from each other. What was that? <laughs> so I don't think you can get to uh, The thing that I find more fascinating about Raw and... We haven't got the SmackDown rating yet, but I think the Raw writing only went up by a point. It was like 2.7 million or something like that. Absolutely are crazy and I've always said this it doesn't really matter what we as fans think about when it comes to the ratings it's irrelevant if we're watching it and enjoying it it doesn't really matter who else is watching but it certainly matters to WWE and I just can't believe we've got to the point where you know it's Wrestlemania season there hasn't been that much buzz from the casual fan or the laps fan I can't remember the last time that happened and I know a lot of people say there's no hype for this Wrestlemania but there was also no hype for Wrestlemania 31 what we were just talking about I think that was that one I get confused and WrestleMania 31 turned out to be great. Had the cash in by Seth Rollins at the end. By and large, the whole card was a lot of fun. So I don't think that you need to... I don't think you need to worry too much about what Raw and SmackDown did this week. My biggest worry when it comes to WrestleMania is what the hell they do in terms of the length. I can't watch anything seven hours plus. I mean, I will. and I'll find a way to enjoy it. But I do think that's too long. Seven hours is way too much for me. <laughs> so... So, so we'll have to we'll have to wait and see uh, and we will get into predictions once we kind of run through all the, all the talking points we need to from this week and anything else that does pop up it's I mean the best angle of of the last few days was obviously the women's angle so some people say they didn't like it and they thought it was ridiculous to me pro wrestling' is at its best when it is ridiculous and that's why I liked it so much it made me laugh it made me want to watch it again it made me want to send it to friends It. You know, it, it got better the more you watched it as you thought about how preposterous it was. I mean, obviously, it really kicked into gear once they got to the backstage area. And I would presume that was all filmed before Raw to make sure that it didn't it, it didn't go out of whack or anything like that. But there were bits before that, that were funny. You know, Ronda trying to take down policemen with her judo moves and Becky Lynch kicking whatever the hell that was on the floor away and Charlotte just being Charlotte. But, you know, I, I know I'm going over ground that other people have talked about, but we haven't talked about it on here. But the knee... After Ronda had smashed the window out, the fact that cops were the most useless cops ever. I mean, you can roll your eyes and go pathetic, but I think that's what makes it more fun, you know, seeing them <laughs> seeing them put, you know, two felons who are felons because they've been fighting with each other in the same car. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Absolutely hilarious. Genuinely made me laugh. And then Ronda realizing, like a child, like a childhood realized, oh, everyone's left me alone. I'm going to sneak into the front seat of this other car and just drive it, <laughs> just drive it into the other place. The amount of felonies, someone actually went through all the felonies like Grand Theft Auto, Battery, you know, GBH, whatever it was. They would be, they wouldn't be on, Becky Lynch wouldn't have been on SmackDown. They wouldn't be at WrestleMania. They would be in jail Forever, like it would be, and also if it was real, they would have been tasered at the very least. But I think you can't be too pedantic when it comes to wrestling because you do have to be real to a certain extent. But if we did do that again too far, you wouldn't be able to have moments like that. And I really enjoyed those moments, it cracked me up. I was like, I watched about four times because just so funny. And Becky being dragged away, going, You know, kiss my foot, you weirdo. It's It's like a comedy skit, but. It's so entertaining, who cares? And I think no matter what you thought about the build to this point, I thought it was the best way to rubber stamp it, the best way to full stop it. Can't wait to see what they do. You know, obviously Stephanie McMahon also announced that it's going to be winner takes all, which is great because there were some murmurings beforehand that it was going to be, you know, winner gets the belt of the person you beat. And I kind of overdid how complicated that was. It's pretty simple, but it's not as good as winner takes all. What that ties into, I don't know. You'd have to imagine that despite, you know, public opinion to the contrary Becky Lynch is the is the woman or the man you know Vince McMahon it, she's the chosen one they want to put both belts on her what that means for the women's division I don't know what that means, for the, means for the brand split I don't know maybe they're just going to go with one women's title from here on out and Becky can go from Raw to Smackdown not the worst idea in the world when you know that we're moving to you know Fox in a few months and you've got to find a way to keep the gap between USA and Fox but also get your big stars on it and I think it's a great site as well. I think Becky Lynch holding both titles to end WrestleMania thirty five gets the fans happy. You can kind of again um book come you know, stamp your your women's your first ever WrestleMania women's main event. So yeah, you know, I'm 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 on board. I'm absolutely on board. A few people asking me why the, the time difference is different today. It's cause the clocks went forward in England. So technically right now it's midday. Um I didn't actually think about that until someone said that. It just clicked into my brain. Maybe we should push it later. Do you know what? I'll see how it does in viewers. I'll be completely on it. Complete transparency. If more people watch this, I'll do it this time. If not, we'll bump it back um, to a different time next week. But that's why daylight savings time or British summertime sucks. And they should get rid of it. Let's not even talk about that. But yeah, I, I liked everything that they did. Uh, I will say Becky Lynch on SmackDown. Hey, why why was she in a cop car? We were told on WWE social media channels she'd been let out of jail the night before, and yet cops are still driving her to SmackDown. And she comes out, ignores Corey Graves who was going to do an interview with her, and just sort of stands on the announce table and cuts a very baby face, pandering to the crowd promo. I would actually argue maybe she pandered a little bit too much to the crowd. You know, I I I I think there's a line you want to draw and I think it was a bit full on the nose for me but that is me being super anal you know and pulling at straws you know she's everything she's done the last six months or eight months now has been has been top draw stuff and we'll, we'll talk about it later but I think that we shouldn't diminish the roles of Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey in all this as well because I think they've been I think, I think they've done their thing. I know Ronda's been a quite controversial figure for whatever reason. I haven't said that. I th- I haven't thought that I should say. I think that she's played her role wonderfully. And Charlotte Flair to me is just a quintessential heel. She looks like a heel. She talks like a heel. She holds herself like a heel. Feels like a star. In my opinion, is the best wrestler of the three. I think she's one of the, I don't like to say one of the best women's wrestlers because I feel like that marginalizes her. But talking about women's wrestling in the WWE, I think she's one of the best women wrestlers WWE's ever had. So I like the fact it's a triple threat and I'm looking forward to it. And by and large, yeah, great all around, funny. I can't wait to see what they're going to do because you can't now go and have a wrestling match. I think there'd be a a plan in place to ensure we remember this and that excites me even more. And maybe Ronda does win. Maybe Charlotte does win. I can't see it happening now that it's all winner takes all because then Becky literally, even if Ronda pins Charlotte, I mean, it still means Becky leaves with nothing. And I I, I can't, well, that would happen anyway, but. My point being is, I can't see anybody else raising those two belts above their head if Becky's laying on the floor. I don't think that would work at all. So, yes, we will see. We will see what what the future holds. Other than that, Raw was it was it was it was okay. I I think that the things that really irked me the most, I didn't like the reveal of the demon. The, the, Finn, the Demon Balor, because I think that would have been much more fun just happening at WrestleMania. And I get it, right? If you wanted to see the Demon Finn Balor at WrestleMania, at least now you know you're going to get it. But I can't believe there's anybody out there that was thinking, I'm only going to watch WrestleMania if I know that Finn Balor is going to be the demon. And to me, that's the only reason you revealed it. They should have just teased it. I thought they teased it wonderfully when whoever was interviewing Bobby Lashley just said, Bobby, what are you going to do if the demon turns up? And Bobby can be like, Bobby Lashley do not care about no demon. What does that mean? And maybe you even have some Undertaker stuff, some spooky smoke or spooky lightning bolt. Whatever. Like, whatever. It's... I just think it was—it was just too much, and Finn Balor's portrayal of it was weird. Maybe he's done that noise before, and it's been so long since I've seen him, I forgot. But staring into the camera, I said this on ups and downs, and as always, make sure when we're done here at two p.m. to head over to What Culture Wrestling, where we will up those downs live. I'll be in the comments. But yeah, hearing Finn Balor just go—that's <sighs> all scary. You sound ridiculous. I think it probably means he wins the Intercontinental Championship back too, and I think you need to talk about that because what does that? Why did we take it off him to begin with? You know, he beat he beat Leo Rush for it, technically, in that match a few weeks ago. And then we got back to it now. And he, I was just like, why did we do that? So I can't work out that feud at all. That, that's very, very strange. As was the tag team match. I really like Ricochet and Aleister Black versus The Revival. I thought it was a really great match. And I thought the actual finish was quite creative. I think it was Dawson put his hand up and held Ricochet's foot from getting back in the ring. After he'd done that crazy dive over the ring post. My word. But I don't... It doesn't set well. They're not. We know now. I was about to say we don't know. We do know because it got confirmed on SmackDown. It's now going to be Ricochet and Alistair Black taking on who is it? The Bar, Sheamus, uh, Rusev, and Nakamura, and um, uh, the Usos. Good grief! That took me a long time. That was my brain trying to figure everything out. And apparently, the reason they've done that is because it's going to be Kurt Hawkins and Tyler and Tyler Breeze. What is going? What is going on? Talk to the microphone. rest, rest on it again. Give it a minute, Miller. Give it a minute. Right, we're going. Yeah, apparently it's, it's going to be the revival taking on Hawkins and Ryder. Now, look, I've said this a thousand times for a long time now. I love Kurt Hawkins. I don't know why. I've heard him on podcasts. There's just something about the dude that I really I just I vibe off him and I don't know why. But there was if we are gonna do that and we are gonna win Kurt Hawkins streak. I mean, two two things. If we're gonna win Kurt Hawkins streak at WrestleMania 35 in a tag team match where they win the gold. Three things, actually. Great for the crowd. There's other things you could talk about, but maybe we'll get to it in a second. But my big one is, why couldn't we have built this up more? That's what I don't get. Why couldn't... You know, there was a time sort of like six weeks ago where Hawkins and Ryder were featuring quite prominently, and then much like Mojo Rawler, they just disappeared off TV. So why couldn't we have done done it more? Like, I, I, it could have been a real thing that people got behind. I think Curt Hawkins is quite a relatable champ. But instead, it hasn't been confirmed yet, so we don't know. I will throw it into all my WrestleMania predictions to cover myself. But it it, it kind of sucks. I think that whole storyline could have gone somewhere. Now they're going to sort of, you know, shoot it out of a barrel quite fast. And also if the Revival are going to lose, you've got to imagine that whatever upsetness they had with the company a few months ago, because apparently there was that thing backstage where they went to Vince McMahon and asked to be released from their contracts. That hasn't, uh, that hasn't gone away. You know, if, if that's not, doubling down on your tag team division and saying look we're going to treat you like the champions and the team that you want that's saying we didn't appreciate what you said you're now going to lose to two people who have been portrayed as jobbers i hate it i don't like that word either but it's true and they do deserve more but they don't get it and that would make sense why that ricochet alistair black thing went down on raw so you've got the blow off to that feud if you can call it that and now you know i, I still think <clears throat> i guess it depends what the usos are doing Because apparently the Uso's contracts are up at the end of this month, and who knows how much this is true. But maybe at the end of WrestleMania, you've got Alistair Black and Ricochet as the SmackDown tag champs, and Hawkins and Ryder as the Raw tag champs. And whoever saw that coming? that's strange so that was a bit odd hate everything with a battle royal on both shows I don't feel like WWE knows how to promote it properly the weirdest thing on Raw is that you've got one man battle royal and yet it's divided into two segments you've got everybody else that's going to be in the show and then you've got Braun Strowman and the SNL guys I don't understand Braun Strowman to me I don't want to go too too far on this but given where he was and where he's at now, I don't really understand why he's not allowed to have a proper WrestleMania moment, so to speak. You know, I just... Look, maybe they'll come up with something really interesting. And I actually think, I always get their names confused, Michael Che and Colin Jost. I actually think they've done a decent enough job. I wouldn't say it's the best thing I've ever seen, but I appreciate, uh, you know, people on the outside coming in and doing more than, than you'd assume that they would. But surely the only person that wins that battle royal is, is Braun Strowman. So why do we have all this stuff with Apollo Crews and Jinder Mahal and the B-team and posing with the trophy? It's just really odd. A lot of people are saying that Bray Wyatt may come back during this, and that would work. I would like that. If Braun Strowman's about to win and Bray Wyatt comes out, and then we can feud Bray Wyatt with Braun Strowman coming out of WrestleMania, or even do that on Raw, I think that's interesting. I think... Bray Wyatt will get a good reaction because he hasn't been around for a while. It ties in historically because who brought Braun Strowman to the dance to begin with, and it puts Braun in a pretty serious feud. I know Bray's been through a lot, but I think when he comes back, we should be able to take him more serious again. And I, you know, I I I would appreciate that. I I, <laughs> I know that. I'm trying to. I, my, I, obviously, we have got the Stephanie McMahon announcement to to start the show. We should talk about all the main event stuff, really. I mean, the Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan stuff on SmackDown was, I think I call it in ups and downs, as you'll see in 45 minutes or so, understated brilliance. It was just a contract signing. Daniel Bryan cut one of his awesome heel promos where he's talking about, you know, educating the people and that Kofi Kingston is mediocre and that he's accepted all of this and the fans are parasites. And then Kofi just barked back at him. The best thing, obviously, was the, the dramatic irony of Daniel Bryan saying, you better appreciate this. You're never going to get it again. And him being in the exact same position Kofi Kingston was five years ago. And, and that's why Daniel Bryan, I think is such a good heel because everything he says, you can back up. He has, he, the fans, we didn't do it as the way he sees it, but that's where he becomes a heel. But in many ways, we were behind Daniel Bryan five years ago and now we're not. And therefore we did use him up and we just spat him out. So, you know, in that sense, he's not wrong. And that's why I think he's so great. I mean, he got an asshole chant from the crowd. And usually getting a proper asshole chant from a crowd is essentially a way of being told you're doing a good job as a heel. We don't want to hear, hear you anymore. Shut up. And that was the other cool thing they did. They wanted to hear Kobe. Kobe Kingston didn't talk until right at the end of the segment. And I think he had like two minutes on the mic. But the fans wanted to see it. And because Daniel Bryan kept going on... It just, it just helped it massively. Shout out to Inez Reynolds in the Super Chat. Always appreciate people putting money in the Super Chat. I'll always make sure to read your comments, so thank you very much. Uh, been a weird build to WrestleMania in general, I think. Excited for Orton and Styles. I don't know why. Slaps head. P.S. Balor made me cringe bad. I'm glad you said that, dude, because it did me as well. And sometimes I worry maybe I'm not You know, I was never the biggest fan of the Demon Balor character. So I thought, well, maybe it's just me. I like it. I think it's cool. I think it's a great idea for him to do. But I don't get necessarily overly excited about seeing it. So sometimes I worry it's me. So I'm glad other people agree. You've mentioned Orton of Styles. Probably the best build to WrestleMania, I realized after last night. It's real. They don't hold back. They must have a great relationship backstage, which is why they're able to say these things to each other. And they are two great wrestlers. A lot of people come up with all this stuff about Randy Orton, but when he wants to go, the man can go. It's not like he's a slouch, and AJ Styles is probably one of the greatest of all time. If you haven't seen it, I mean, I'll mean, i just give you the the, the quick version, because there's lots, actually, I want to talk about. It was on the Kevin Owens show, which worried me straight away, but Randy Orton basically said, AJ Styles, you're an indie boy. Don't forget 20 years ago when you are in bingo halls, I'm main eventing WrestleMania. And AJ Styles goes, yeah, you were doing that. And you're also being suspended for failing drug tests. Now, that's awesome because it's true. Long enough has passed that you're not going to hold anything against Randy Orton for doing that. It's a it's a story point that even a casual fan that doesn't know the insider terms or the insider stories can relate to. And if you do, now you feel like you're part of a special club. You know, and AJ Styles ripped on him for only having one move. It was just, it's just great. It's just, it it, it works it works so well. I can't now. My brain has failed me because Randy Orton had another another thing that he said to AJ Styles, and now it's just absolutely gone out of my head. Because damn, my stupid brain. But the point being is that you know that's two promos they did really, and it ended. I tell you the really cool thing. It ended with an RKO from the phenomenal forearm. Now most people expected to see that at WrestleMania. Now we've seen it before, but that says to me that they've got something bigger planned for Mania, and I am well up for that. If Randy Orton. And AJ Styles will come up with some crazy RKO reversal, and it's not phenomenal. For I'm into that, it's going to be good. Maybe they've concocted something with the Styles Clash. Doesn't sound like an Orton thing to do. Like usually, very solid and very that doesn't like to take risks. Load of wrestlers have said that, but it got me excited. Um, the, the thing that didn't is the fact this happened on the Kevin Owens show, and all Kevin Owens did was introduce his guest, and then he walked off. Now the walk off was funny. Kevin Owens has a way about him. He knows how to do that stuff. He didn't run away when he realized it was getting out of control. He literally just stood up and was like, oh, no. What's he doing at WrestleMania? Is he in the Battle Royal? Does he have a match? There were some murmurings in the week that he was going to be added to this in the triple threat. It's not going to happen, and nor should it. I actually think that would diminish the, diminish the thing. But why do we bring him back? I don't, I don't like to sound like a negative Nancy, but his fast lane stuff was cool. But there was no... It's like when they call the NXT guys up. There was no follow-up to it. And I really don't like that... I just don't like it when that happens. Especially with Kevin Owens. When Kevin Owens came back, I thought, oh, we can bring him back. Babyface, he can play off his injury. This is what I've been waiting for. And now he just feels lost in the shuffle. And he was... Four weeks in to be lost in the shuffle. Because I think he's better than the positions they put him in. And I know not everybody agrees, but he's more than a chat show host. And if you are bringing him back with a few weeks before WrestleMania, at least have him in some kind of match. Even if it's I mean, there is actually, you know, he may actually be put in the match against Samoa Joe now. Rey Mysterio injured his wrist or his ankle, one of the two against Baron Corbin. And we'll talk about that in a second on Raw. That's why we didn't get Andrade versus Mysterio on on SmackDown. Andrade was just in the Battle Royal mixed tag thingy. But that's not part of the plan that will be a happy coincidence so that I find that crazy to me Kevin Owens is you know the Kevin Owens that walked in and challenged John Cena with the prize fighter and the NXT title around his waist that's what I want to see he pulled it off so well you can't say he wasn't able to live up to the hype because I remember at the time everybody hated Kevin Owens like you know they couldn't stand him but then there was the kind of small smart crowd that were well happy to see him I don't get it I mean it doesn't really matter what I think as long as he's happy that sounds strange but it's true as long as he's happy who cares that is the main thing I just think we could do more and I would like to see them do more we'll have to wait and see uh what happens we talked about Rey Mysterio obviously he was on it was we did turn up on Raw he was gonna fight Kurt Angle he didn't I can't tell you why he just didn't Baron Corbin came out and ran him down and then it was Rey Mysterio versus Baron Corbin I thought it was weird that the last thing we saw on Raw was Kurt Angle having Baron Corbin in the ankle lock, but I kind of changed my mind. I mean, well, I changed my mind at the time as well. The first thing is, it was Kurt Angle's last ever appearance on Raw. So I don't mind having that uh, somewhat iconic image of him putting his famous finishing move on the person he's facing at WrestleMania cut to black. I'm all right with it. Also, the third hour in wrestling terms now, if you do keep an eye on the ratings, is always lower than the other two. So technically, the end of the second hour, in terms of the amount of people that are going to see you, Again, sorry, the second hour is is the main event slot, really, depending on how you want to see it. John Cena is going to be on WrestleMania 35 from all we can take in. It doesn't sound like he is going to fight Kurt Angle, so I got it wrong with my big prediction, but hey-ho, I said I was going to put myself out there, now I'll have to shave my head, luckily not a huge problem for me. But Baron Corbin beating Rey Mysterio at least made Baron Corbin a threat, but Rey Mysterio is a legend, you know, and... Kurt Angle can't be the competitor he once was. That was one of the main problems of WWE showing that amazing tribute video they did for Kurt Angle on Raw. I don't think he knew that was coming because he seemed really emotional. But the issue, you know, the issue with showing that (laughs) was that you were like, oh yeah, Kurt Angle was brilliant. And now he's just, I don't want to say he's old, but he's just older than he was. And he's broken down from what he did. You know, nobody can escape the ravages of time. That's just what happens. So... I'm not massively looking forward to Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. I imagine Kurt Angle wins, and then we can just draw a line under it. It is what it is. I thought Baron Corbin was better on this week's episode of Raw. I think he's really sort of stepped into this role, and he's doing a good job. So, yeah. I I don't know. The crowd is still starting to challenge John Cena, which, which begs the question, who is John Cena facing? Does he interrupt Elias? I saw somebody in the comments just then, uh, Anton H. Maybe he replaces Ray and we get Samoa Joe versus john cena i can't see that happening but you know you never know is it the undertaker there was rumors of that maybe do some bizarre angle and you could do it if it's going to be seven hours plus there is a way that you could come up with an idea that ends with you know john cena versus the undertaker and i like what they did is it last year a lot of people i realize now are down on it i thought it paced the show really well it was fun it was stupid getting john cena to run to the back as he did when the referee whispered in his ear i got nothing wrong with it i I thought it was hilarious um There was something else I wanted to touch upon. I mean, all the Battle Royale stuff, I don't even know. On SmackDown, like like I say, they had the biggest ever mixed tag person thing, and Oscar just kicked everybody's ass by the end of it. What was weird Alexa Bliss was on SmackDown this week. She just popped up at the end of the tag match to announce it was going to be a four-way for the titles. Just because she's a WrestleMania host. I swear, something's going on with that brand split. Maybe it's just because they've they've backed themselves into a corner with WrestleMania, and now they need to sort it out. But honestly... Alexa Bliss, Charlotte, Becky, Samoa Joe, uh, Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio. Everyone's just going back and forth again. And it is a bit weird with no explanation. At least before the McMahons were going, oh, we invite this person and we invite that person. People are now saying that maybe the Rey Mysterio thing was a work. I mean, it could be. Maybe I have bought in hook, like, and sinker like like a fool. Kind of sucks though. I was looking forward to Andrade versus Rey Mysterio on SmackDown. Be better than just sticking Andrade in the Battle Royale, which they did do. I, I, I hope he's not, I'd like to, I, I mean he won't happen now because he lost to Baron Corbin, but a side of me doesn't, I want to see Samoa Joe versus Rey here, I want to see Samoa Joe win, I want to see him keep that United States Championship, and he may well, hold on to it, because if you look at the card, it is skewed to be very babyface, let's talk about the card now, I should have got up on my phone, I'll do it quick, um, it is skewed to be very babyface heavy. Uh, in terms of wins and that when when it is that heavy that's when you start thinking oh man maybe it won't actually go that way because wwe won't want to they won't want to pitch it They're, Or all the baby faces wins i don't know why really they used to be a baby face company so why we can't do that i, I have no idea i will go on record and saying that if the raw tag team match does happen i think tyler and Ty, we're we talking about hawkins and Ryder will win make of that what you will uh, we'll, we'll go we'll do the pre-show stuff stuff or what people think is going to be pre-show Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese look it'll be a great match for the Cruiserweight Championship uh, I don't think Tony Neese is the guy to, to take that off I think Buddy Murphy is going to have an extended run it's just a shame that not many people watch 205 Live let I me mean, talk about the other room that came back this week that as WWE already has this third hour, where they record 205 Live, is there any stock in actually getting rid of that entirely and doing two hours on Fox and then one hour extra of SmackDown on FS1? I think the last thing we need to do is make anything three hours. It didn't work for Raw. I think it will eventually wear down WrestleMania if we keep going long, and it will wear down SmackDown. But... If he gets Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese and those people on, maybe Raw, SmackDown, maybe it's worth it. Again, I think it will be great. I think it will be the pre-show. Also, actually, we'll get there as we get there. Both Battle Royals are going to be on the pre-show too. Um, the Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. If Braun Strowman doesn't win this, it will be because of someone like Bray Wyatt coming out. I'll get why the hell not. Let's just go with that for a prediction because it's fun. Uh, hopefully, the SNL guys have a lot of you know they enjoy themselves, and that sounds weird, but it will make it more fun for us. Everybody else in it, I don't know what they're going to do. Somebody else should have some kind of, not Iron Man spot because it won't go that long, but there should be a showcase on someone, be it Apollo Crews or Andrade or maybe EC3. Poor EC3, can't catch a break. And for the women's one as well, I think Lacey Evans has got it in the bag. She interrupted again on SmackDown. She she interrupted both actually on Raw and SmackDown. You've got to have some kind of payoff for this. It's not really a payoff, but at least come Raw and SmackDown after Mania, we can just go with that. So I have to imagine that she's going to get it. And that's fine. I don't, I don't really care. <laughs> um, Usos versus Ricochet and Aleister Black versus The Bar versus Nakamura and Rusev. You've got to give it to Ricochet. I mean, the good thing is it's a four-way. So, if you don't actually want to give it to Ricochet and Alistair Black because you want to put them in singles competitions, you can have somebody else win. It all depends on the Usos contracts. If they're staying, why can't they retain? I like the Usos. I think they're brilliant. If they're going, though, do I want to sit on the bar? Not really. I've seen it before. I love Nakamura and Rusev, Rusev especially, but I don't. They feel like such a held together tag team, a bit like League of Nations 2.0. I don't see anything uh, with that. So, yeah, give it to Ricochet and Alistair Black. I think it cements their push. They can have a mini tag team run for a while, a couple of months, a few months, and then why not break them up? I will say too, actually, I've got a line here. So many people on the internet now are complaining that they've added a creak noise to Alistair Black's entrance when he comes up on the thing It goes, I like it, man. I'm not going to lie. I like that whole entrance. I like the presentation. I like all the sound effects. I like the smoke. I like his face that he has as he comes up. I think it's all brilliant. I think Alistair Black is a star. There you go. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor. It's the demon. Finn Balor's got to win. A, it doesn't do any damage to Bobby Lashley because he kind of just floats around at the moment, which also is not great because he's awesome. And why have Finn Balor become the demon and not win? You know, he can take, he can kick the crap out of Leah Rush. Maybe Leo Rush is so scared he runs off. Bobby Lashley and him can have a good match. And then Finn wins. I just hope, again, we say this all the time, but maybe coming out of this year's WrestleMania, whoever is the IC champion, potentially can... Actually, you know, bring some prestige back to the belt. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Actually, you know I'm I'm just going to go up and do this, and then we'll get to the two matches at the end. Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. It's not completely out of the realms of possibility. This doesn't open the show. They did it with Edge and Alberto Rio back in 2011, and that was for the World Heavyweight Championship, which I now see the WWE Championship as because it's not on Raw. I think it's the most interesting one to talk about. If your three big matches are universal, women's, and this, I think this is the most interesting one to talk about because it was not meant to be. This has all become because of Ali's injury and crowd support and Kofi Kingston being the right guy, right place, right time. But he was never meant to win the WWE Championship. And right now, Daniel Bryan's heel run has not lost momentum. So I think if WWE feel like they can't give it to those to all of those three, and just to reiterate, it's WrestleMania. I think you can have a nice, satisfying, feel-good, fan-packed show, and that's all right. I want Kofi Kingston to win. I have a horrible feeling that he's not. And given that I'm not going to go against the other two big matches, I'm going to say that I think Daniel Bryan will be a success, and I think there may be a twist in this tale. I don't know what that is. Maybe something to do with Luke Harper may I, I don't see anyone in the new day turning heel because i don't think anybody wants to see that especially not at wrestlemania i think that'd be a swerve for, for swerve's sake so i'm gonna i'm gonna go away from that but as it's a prediction show and again over on the facebook group simon has pro wrestling podcast you can join right now we do do predictions sometimes you got to go out of a limb so while i don't want to see it i'm gonna say daniel bryan retains his title controversial uh, the Boss and Hug Connection are taking on the Divas of Doom, the Iconics and Nia jackson Tamina. I think a lot of titles are going to change hands on this. And also, I think the best way to cement those belts as something interesting is to ensure that Sasha Banks and Bailey keeps them. I don't need to see it on Beth Phoenix and Natalia because I imagine Beth Phoenix is going to go. Uh, Nia jackson and Tamina, no one meaner than Tamina, we know this. And the Iconics, it's just not, it just don't need to see it. I think, like, I, I think you can make them mean more by keeping it on Sasha Banks and Bailey. So let's let's do that. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre is an interesting one. In any other scenario, I would say you were crazy for having Drew McIntyre lose now. The amount of momentum he has built up over the last few weeks has been awesome. I think he's a real good down and dirty heel. I know not everyone is a big fan of him. I like him. I'm not necessarily a fan of some of the things he's been scripted to say, but, you, you know, it's not his fault. But Roman Reigns has got to win. I mean, I was never on the Roman Reigns hate wagon. If you were, that's fine, whatever. But I was never on that wagon, and I would much rather see him... I, I want the story, right? I want the story of Roman Reigns coming back from a very real and very awful illness and having his big wing on the stage and hopefully finally being embraced by that WrestleMania crowd. Drew McIntyre will be fine. He can lay him out afterwards. He can beat the shit out of him on Raw. There's loads of stuff you can do. I do think it's better in terms of, yes, to get Drew to that next level, but things are more important. I want to see Roman Reigns win. I just do. I just do. That's that's. It would. I think it's more powerful. I think there's a bigger message to push here as opposed to a wrestler's push. And I think that kind of I think that kind of ties in. I just think... I don't know. I just do looking back on it. That's just what I feel. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. It's really hard. Samoa Joe has lost to Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio lost to Baron Corbin. But Samoa Joe did have a really dominant showing against Ali on SmackDown. On that match as well. I really liked that match. I thought it was really good. It was like Samoa Joe was this blockade that Ali couldn't get around and he lost again. I tell you, on Monday or Tuesday, sorry, if WWE aren't telling the story about Ali, you know, losing his opportunity because he's got injured, but still being happy with Kofi Kingston and then being beaten up by Samoa Joe, I think it builds real sympathy for the character. It makes him such a good babyface. So I really hope we start we start pushing that. It's a really hard one to call. I mean, again, I don't I don't like going against my gut. My gut says Rey Mysterio, but I love Samoa Joe. So let's just go Samoa Joe. He retains. I, I don't think he actually will. But screw it. It's more fun. Uh, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. This is probably the... I think not only could this steal the show. Again, I think the build's been great. I don't know. I don't know what you do with this. Because neither of them are young up-and-comers. They're both established legends. They can both lose. In fact, you can probably get another match out of this too. So what do you do? I think Randy Orton wins. Thinking about it now, I think Randy Orton wins. Because you can get three matches out of this. And as always, if you're going to get three matches out of this, you start with the heel winning, the asshole winning. I love the idea of Randy Orton coming out and smacking her saying, told you, indie guy. And then maybe there's more you can do with it. Maybe AJ Styles does recruit Kevin Owens. Maybe AJ Styles recruits Sami Zayn. Maybe you have a tag team match. You know, proper indie dudes versus the the WWE guys. I would love that. I I, I don't know either way, though. I'm looking at the names. I'm just shaking my head like I don't know. I don't know which way to go. Obviously, as I am going, if you are live in the YouTube chat, youtube.com forces the middle report rules. Throw your predictions in there. Any cool ones, I make sure to shout out. Also, a shout out to Cheval Savar, good man. Cheval supported me in the super chat, much appreciated. He is a good dude all round. Corbett's match needed to be anywhere but in the main event. They could have ended it with Lesnar. The women's brought even Finn as a demon. I'm so mad about it. <laughs> I don't know why it's bothering me so much. This is why Cheval is an amazing human being. Dude, I think you've got to remember that the main event these days is that nobody watches it. So I think that's why they have put it there. I think the Lesnar thing could have gone there. I think they didn't want to put the woman's brawl in there because they wanted to have the updates of now. They've been booked. Now they've been released throughout the show. Thinking that maybe it would keep people tuned in. As we know, that did not happen. And loads of people tuned out in hour three. But I love that you're so mad about it. I love how passionate you are, my man. cheval has been on the podcast before. And, uh, yeah, he's just passionate. And if he believes something, he, he runs it into – he stands by it. And I always respect that. It's all about opinions. It's all about having the debate. So shout out to that guy. Uh, Finn the Dem- Actually, Finn as the Demon probably would have been better looking at those three because then I think that would have been a reason to stick around. And it's not like SmackDown didn't end with just a, a skit. That would have been a skit. And it also would have given some credence to the IC title. I will, I will concede on that one. That would have been better. Shane McMahon versus The Miz, I don't think the Shane McMahon can win. I mean, the only reason he probably will is because he's Vince McMahon's son, and he, you know, he can, he can do what he wants. I think the story that we've told, again, good build. Couldn't believe The Miz beat all of Sanity on SmackDown. <laughs> Poor Sanity. What must they be thinking right now? Why were they even called up? They could be smashing it down in NXT right now. They had a cool gimmick. But, I mean, it's full count, it's full count anywhere, which is cool. I would have, unless again, unless it's going to be a long-term thing, I would have The Miz win. I think it just cements his baby face turn. Oh am I kidding? Shane McMahon? Of course Shane McMahon's going to win. Of course Shane McMahon's going to win. Completely ignore me. Shane McMahon will win. Of course he will. What am, what am I even saying? Why are these words even coming out of my mouth? Something's in this though, and I don't know what it is. Could the Mean Street Posse get involved, or am I crazy? I'm being crazy. No one would even know who they were. You'd be like, who are these weird three guys that have just run in? There is a WrestleMania crowd. They could literally just be there for WrestleMania and Raw, or SmackDown in this case. I like it though. I like the build. I think Miz is doing well with his babyface run, but I'm I'm going to go with Shane McMahon. I'm not going to be stupid. Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. (laughs) I mean, it depends. It depends what the future holds for Baron Corbin. If you really want to push Baron Corbin, he may as well retire Kurt Angle. Right? It's like Brock Lesnar beating the streak. Baron Corbin can come out on TV for about a year, not even a year. Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar did it on Monday for five years, and tell you. He is the guy that retired the great, the legend, the Hall of Famer Kurt Angle. I'm not saying I want to see that. I'm saying, is there an upside to that? Is that going to help Baron Corbin? I don't know. Again, this is what I want, though. This is what I think. What do I think they would do? I think they will give it to Baron Corbin, you know. I really, really do. I think they like Baron Corbin, and I like Baron Corbin to a certain extent. And I think they've got other feel-good things on this. I think they can get away with it. I think Corbin is going to win. I'm going with Baron Corbin i don't know what i'm gonna think about that triple h versus batista we didn't talk about the batista skit on smackdown excellent aside from the woman's brawl probably the best thing over the over both shows too many times we we tap into this idea of we've got to um have long promos or, or or long whatever batista comes out points to the screen we get a brief promo package of him just kicking triple h's ass and then says hunter kiss my ass and he leaves does everything comes across like a badass. Looks like an asshole in the right way. Love Batista. Love Big Dave. It will be his last match. Underrated will always be my word to describe Dave Batista. I think he came such a long way. He gets it. Humble, respectful. I would love him to win. He won't because Triple H's career is on the line. That's just not going to happen. It is a no holds barred match. So hopefully, As long as we don't get whatever the WrestleMania was when Randy Orton and Triple H had a wrestling match after trying to kill each other, I will, um, I will be fine. Uh, But I think Batista loses. Triple H wins, and it'll be a lovely moment all around, because Batista's a a good dude. Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Right, my friends. It depends how you look at wrestling, because the Brock Lesnar-Seth Rollins stuff on Raw, I thought was really good. Seth Rollins kicked Brock Lesnar in the balls, beats him up, and actually shows, oh, look, he can get the upper hand over Brock. The thing is, it has apparently, that was apparently changed at the last minute. That was meant to be Brock Lesnar doing that. And then Vince McMahon changed his mind. Absolutely right. Cool, don't mind that. Whatever we get on TV is what we should judge. And that was the, that. was right. And I know this doesn't tie in. It doesn't. If you actually look at the stats, it doesn't tie in. But I have this thing in my head, because I'm an old school wrestling fan, that whoever stands tall on Raw probably has the lesser advantage. And Roman Reigns has come back. And WWE loves it's not the main event. So the last thing you would see would not be Brock Lesnar standing tall, right? He may retain, you may get some hatred, but then you know you've got the women's triple threat and everyone's going to forget about that because the women's main event has that much power. So the question is, can Brock Lesnar actually retain this title? What that does for Seth Rollins, I don't know. Does Roman Reigns get involved? Does Roman Reigns then feud to SummerSlam with, with Brock Lesnar? I think people would hate that. I think if Seth Rollins doesn't win here, it's a real bad twist and turn for his character I don't know how he recovers and I bet against Brock Lesnar so many times I don't want to do it again I will say Seth Rollins but simply because again I didn't pick Kofi Kingston I think one of the three is going to fall but I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility that Brock Lesnar wins so don't be too surprised we saw a crowd duel we saw it at WrestleMania last year I don't think it's above WWE to do it again and we don't know what negotiations they've had with them what Brock Lesnar said to him about UFC whatever uh, shout out to Ty Breaker. great name in the super chat. Always appreciate it. I don't know anything about wrestling now, to be honest, but it's great to hear you talk about something you're passionate about. Keep up the good work, Ty. Number one, you're awesome. Two, thank you for this wonderful community. I've somehow managed to build up around myself where awesome people say things like that and support a podcast or a wrestling show. They don't even they don't even know you know care about the subject matter. Thank you, Ty. Also, your name is incredible. I love that. You're all wonderful people. So yeah, we'll go Seth Rollins, and hopefully curb stomp stomp one two three nice and strong seth rollins the man on raw bring that universal title back to raw that's what we need to see it has been off the law of diminishing returns it was fine for a while now it has been too long we need to see it week in week out and then yeah ronda rousey versus charlotte flair versus becky lynch i don't see any other option than to ensure becky lynch wins both of these belts winner takes all I think it would be crazy. if, Especially if it's the last match, you're just going to piss everybody off and not in a good way. Even if Becky does come out and win it on Raw and SmackDown, you're just going to annoy everyone. Sometimes I think you just have to give the fans what they want, no matter how boring or expected or down the line it is. Don't muck around with it. Don't be foolish. Becky Lynch has to win. The closing shot of WrestleMania 35, the first ever women's main event in WrestleMania history, has to be Becky Lynch with both those titles in the air. And if they don't do it, no matter what else happens on this show, it's just going to be completely irrelevant as fans go nuts on the internet. And I know that's a small bubble world and it doesn't matter, but I also think that's what the story needs. You wouldn't have had Stone Cold Steve Austin lost back in the day. And there was a reason for that. I don't think Becky Lynch is of that ilk, but she still fits into that top babyface category. And Vince McMahon is on board. She sells all the merchandise. Just do it. Keep it simple. Let her pin Charlotte that's fine then ronda rousey can leave whatever she's doing completely undefeated and she can come back when she wants to come back and all be well i don't think there's anything wrong with that i really don't you want twists you want turns you've got at the moment 15 other matches (laughs) you can do it on 15 or 14 other matches i should say so just keep it nice and simple my man, Cheval, back in the super chat. Always appreciate it. Thank you, Simon, in relation to his last comment. I love you, even though you gave the Corman segment an up. Also, when do you think Big E will turn on Kofi? I love it. When do you think? I love you, Cheval. You're the best. Like It's definitely going to happen. I've lost your comment. Hang on. Um, we'll turn on Kofi at WrestleMania or the following SmackDown, and Roman will cost Seth the title. Right. I, if someone said, what do you think is more likely, Roman costing Seth the title or Big E turning on Kofi? I think it's more likely Roman costing Seth the title. Well, or not costing him, but doing, not intentionally so because that's how WWE can get back on that path I don't see the New Day going heel I don't think they'd want to do it I don't think the fans would believe it they'd have to come up with an incredible story to make it work I don't think you can do both though if they actually did want to do that we'd have to do one I think it's more likely Roman does something to stop Seth winning and we and we do something with that look am I against Big E screwing over Kofi Kingston no I think Big E's great I think if you let Big E you know run free or whatever you want to call it I think he'd be amazing I'm not saying and that's not me to say that new I don't think the new day holds him back I think he's great in the new day but if you want to push him as a big single star I think he'd smash it I think he's got all the tools at his disposal and he's massive you know Vince McMahon loves that I don't know let me know in the chat what's more likely not necessarily in a heel fashion on the Roman Reigns side Roman doing something that screws over Seth by accident or Big E intentionally doing something to stop Kofi Kingston just drop Kofi or or, or Roman in the... It, actually, you know, just write whatever you want. I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to work out here, but you let me know. Um, I would like like I like swerves. Sometimes when a swerve is for a swerve, you kind of, kind of sucks. But on WrestleMania, you probably have a bit more leeway. A bit more leeway with it. Like, that's the card. I, I don't think I've missed anything. I'm sure I have. There are so many matches. I thought there were 17 and we only ran down 15. Uh, 16 if you include the, the men's tag team uh, match on Raw. Uh, I thought there was 17, so maybe I've forgotten something. I can't remember. You'll let me know in the chat. I'll keep an eye on it. Let's answer some questions. Um, unless it's, is there any is there any other news? We oh, bit, 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 bit. is there any other news we need to talk about? Let's check that, just in case. Um, Oh, here we go. WWE confirms pre-show matches. Oh, we've got the Elias segment as well. Who's going to interrupt Elias? Maybe we've got a John Cena match. There you go. There's your stuff. I would imagine John Cena interrupts Elias. I think it it just makes sense. So the pre-show is going to be under Giant Memorial Battle Royal and the second annual WrestleMania Battle Royal. And I would presume they'll put the Cruiserweight title match on there as well. I'm just scanning this to make sure there's no matches that have come out. Uh, no that is that is all of them i think it's a decent card i'm i'm relatively excited for it. and mania just in general is yeah it is fun um is this anything we can talk about no not really Again, it'll it, 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 someone's going to shut, shut Elias up. Yeah, we know that. We don't need to talk about that. And of course, there's all the other things going on around on WrestleMania weekend, which is cool. I look forward to seeing all of that. And again, I should try, I'm should i going to be there with What Culture. I'm very lucky to be going. Uh, so if you are going to any show and you see us out and about, please come over and say hello. It'd be great to meet all of you. You've always supported me and you've always supported us and the channel and here. I'd love to be able to repay that. Excuse me, just by shaking your hand and saying thank you very much. So I look forward to seeing you. Uh, some questions and please do ask questions in the comments too. Jose Martinez, how do you think WWE can fix the problem of crowd fatigue on a show as long as WrestleMania, especially as not to ruin the main event with a dead crowd? Jose, I think it's a great point. I think it's a really, really good point. I think it's an absolute worry. It's certainly a worry of mine you know, I I love the fact I'm going to go and I will enjoy every minute, but I know by hour five, I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be really tired because anybody would, especially if you're cheering or reacting to certain things you didn't know what would become. I don't think they can. I think if WWE keeps running these long WrestleManias, it's really going to hurt it down the line, much like it did Raw. Five hours is fine. I think five hours is a long time to do the show. You just need to figure out How to get everybody on there and what stories you want to tell. And if some people have to be sacrificed, it sucks. But I don't think you need to make another two hours just because. And yeah, maybe it'd be five hours of the main show and two hours of the pre-show. I still think you're pushing the boat a little bit. It still counts as uh, seven hours of content. A quick shout out to Jim Girdler who said, how is my injury? My injury update is simple as this. I'm coming back to wrestling and it's happening very, very soon. Keep an eye on my Twitter, assignment316. Bigger hint, keep an eye on Defiant Wrestling but the time has come. That's why I got new merchandise. SimonMiller.BigCartel.com. You can buy my new white, got my old white t-shirt, new slaphead t-shirt. That's my wrestling merchandise. That's why I brought it back. I said, I'm not going to do it until I'm an active wrestler. And I will tell you I'm an active wrestler right now. And if you could support me by buying some merchandise, you can check it out right now. SimonMiller.BigCartel.com. Plug. Cameron Sykes, what do you think WWE should do to drum up more interest in 205 Live? Promote it? (laughs) i just think 205 live is a concept that was never going to work if they were to have cruiser weights on they should have just added them in to raw and smackdown somehow i know they were doing that before but i think it was better than it is now i think there's probably some weight to this fox thing i think 205 live will be dead by the end of the year as long as we move the talent around to the uh, the relevant brands and they don't all get screwed i'm fine with that i think that's okay uh, and 205 live is great the reason i don't get to watch 205 live is just too much it's too much content you know got and i love i love what i do but after raw and smackdown and nxt uk and nxt you're trying to fit another hour in you're like where am i going to get it from there's only so many hours in the day you know like this week alone again so lucky so blessed to be going to wrestlemania tomorrow but i've got to get my work done obviously so i can't i can't find another hour to watch wrestling because people have lives to live that's the real issue it's just too much and i know it's on the network, so it's there forever but even still, if you don't keep up to date with it, you kind of fill out the loop. Christian Brown, who do you think will be Bully Ray's mystery opponent? I've seen Juice Robinson advertised, but he's also mentioned Minoru Suzuki. Oh, I don't know. Ah oh, man, that I mean the, the list of that. You mean you'd imagine it would be somebody like that because it ties into the show in general. I mean, personally, I would love to see Minoru Suzuki versus Bully Ray. Can you imagine? They would kick the crap out of each other. I don't think it'd be Juice Robinson. I mean, it may be. He's Ju- not. I think Suzuki's a better shout. I'd have to go through a list of people though and actually think about it. Uh, secondly, me and you versus SCC in a milk and shadows match for the defiant tag team titles. What do you say, Mister Assistant GM? Book it, brother. Book it. Daniel Westwood, have you had a chance to watch Rogue to Wrestler, which is on BBC iPlayer just now? I have not, Daniel. I don't even think I've heard about it. So I will. Uh, I will check it out. Thank you very much, Adam Mason. Do you feel the brawl between Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda should have closed the show, particularly as that's the main event of WrestleMania, and it was the final Raw before this weekend? I feel like I should also say it was amazing. Uh, Also, I was looking forward to Batista versus Triple H anyway, but Batista in four words had me excited for this match, even though they already was so, so good. I agree. This is the thing. It depends how you view Raw. I don't see that third hour of Raw as the main event anymore. I'm a stickler when it comes to ratings. I love reading them because I'm a massive loser and I'm a massive nerd. But I see why w- I don't know where it came in the show, but it came at some point in the second hour. And that, to me, that would have had more people watching it than if they had held off. The third hour always drops. It probably would have held up a little bit if people had known that was coming, but I don't think it would have held up enough to justify moving it there. So to me, you don't need to put it in the third hour of the show the third hour of the show to me is just like a, it's like an appendix if you like write dissertation you've got appendix a that's the third hour of raw where you can just wrap up whatever you wanna whatever you wanna wrap up so I don't mind maybe it It's just the nature of Raw. No, I don't mind. I don't mind. But I do understand what you're saying. And I I, I do think you have a point. Totally agree with Batista versus Triple H. Smashed it. Nice and simple. Nice and short. Uh, Nick Palmer. You seem quite down on Finn versus Bobby. Since Finn dropped the title and WWE said they had something special for Finn, uh, considering how Finn won the title by pinning Rush, don't you think it would be special if Finn actually beats Bobby clean at WrestleMania? No. Uh, (laughs) And that's only because um, it's... Bala won it without being Bobby Lashley. Then Bala lost it without defending it. And apparently this was all going to happen for something special, which has turned out to be the demon coming back just to win the title back. There's just nothing there. And also I've seen Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley fight so many times. This is not their fault. But again, it's the law of diminishing returns. Before long, I'm like, I just don't need to see this anymore. I've seen it and I'm done with it. And I'm happy to move on to something else. So no, I think it's bad. I like both guys. I think both guys are actually underutilized. And I think I'll enjoy the match. But I'm not overly excited about it, which you know makes me a bad person. Uh, shout out as well. I can never pronounce your name, bro. I hope we get it right. I'm gonna call you Malcolm because I can't pronounce your last name. Malcolm did send some awesome drawings of myself and the What Culture guys. Always love shouting that stuff out. Any kind of drawing or sign at RAW and SmackDown, just it makes me giggle like a little kid because it's so nice. So shout out to you, Malcolm. I did appreciate it. Thank you very much um thomas sutton hope you have a great time at mania you lucky lucky bastard i am lucky my question is what other indie events are you planning to go to and why well we as a team we're going to try and cover everything i'll miss some here so you got wrestlecon uh impact obviously is doing their show you got wale mania you got the super card of honor um in madison square garden nxt uh joey Janela show I'll be missing something. We're going to try and cover everything. Hopefully, stick to What Culture Wrestling. I am actually going to try and do some vlogs on my own channel That's youtube.com for the middle report rules. That would just be me running around you not like an idiot, but I thought it was a cool way to update content while I'm there. But yeah, we're going to try and cover as much as possible. So if there's anything you want to see, you'll be able to get it over on uh, the old What Culture Wrestling. Um, shout out to. Uh, oh, my thing's broken. That's always good. Shout out to Mark Comer in the super chat. Uh, I remember when you first came on. I remember when you first came on What Culture, I was against it, but seeing your passion won me over, and I thank you for everything you do, Mark. I will take that, my friend. I don't think you're alone uh, in that. A lot of people have said that to me. I get it, man. New face, don't know what's going on. As long as I won you over, eventually, uh, that that's all that that's all that matters to me. So thank you, Mark. Thank you to everyone that supports me. Always, I mean that. Some people think I well, I, the odd troll tells me I sound disingenuous. I don't care because I'm not. Um, I'm just not. I'm not. And shout out to to. Um, Lanaala as well. Always supporting the channel. She came on the podcast recently. We'll definitely get you back on soon. Who just put some money in the super chat? Because she's a really nice person. She and she was everyone liked that podcast as well. She had really good ideas. So um you should go you should go check that out. Um where am I going now? Amir Yesa Shaban. Do you think the NXT guys have been ruined by calling them early to the main roster? Yes. Cause I feel like they lost their shine or something like that by bad booking. Is there any way to rebuild them again? Drew Mike, Drew McIntyre proves that you can always rebuild someone like, you know, within the space of a few weeks, they'd done this. Uh, but yeah, I do think, I think all the, most of the NXT plans such as the Kevin Owens one, two has no long-term goals. They do Peter out, but I think the main thing is they're on the bench, right? They're in the game. And again, with Drew McIntyre, he has proved that within a couple of weeks, you can be back on top of the world. So it's not the end of the world, uh, world and world. There, using that term world. Uh, but yeah, it'll be okay. I think Alistair Black, especially, I think is going to be fine uh tony castrati i'm just gonna open up your whole thing what major swerve would you like to see happen at wrestlemania oh well i guess kobe kingston losing that would be a swerve i'm not saying new day is going to interrupt but i think that would be a swerve maybe luke harper coming back something like that and do you think that wwe is wasting andrade he went from having great matches with ray DRO to being stuck in the battle royal uh where he would be a body in the snl versus Braun feud p.s i would love to see a podcast on spotify so would i Tony but they won't put it on there because I decided to host it on SoundCloud and for some reason SoundCloud and Spotify hate each other I am looking into migrating over to something else but obviously that's quite difficult but no I agree um yes Andrade probably is I don't know what happened there uh it didn't it didn't really go the way that it should have done especially because he proved his worth with those Rey Mysterio matches again Hopefully, post-WrestleMania, where things calm down, we can find a better spot for him because he's brilliant. Uh, keep up the good work, as always, and thank you for being so positive on YouTube, the internet, because not, there is not a lot of that in my opinion. Well, thank you, Tony, for listening, and thank you for, for, for being very nice. I appreciate that. And I'll always be positive, no matter what. Even the people that come at me and go, you give too many ups, you employed by WWE. I don't care, man. I'm just me. This is me. Take it or leave it. Uh, David Ayres, what if Becky Lynch loses? then WrestleMania 35 will only be talked about for one thing forever. And I'm going to have to go hide under a rock for a while because I won't be able to handle it. Stephen Bayless, should GMs make a comeback on WWE TV? They're still there. Alexa Bliss was playing GM. Shane McMahon was playing GM this week. Somebody else made a match. I can't remember who it was. Vince McMahon was making matches last week. They haven't gone away. Uh, But no, I think we've seen enough of that. Mark Rory Day, who main events next year's WrestleMania? Oh, Mark, I mean, who flippin' knows? If you had told me it was going to be the women's three-way this, this year, I probably wouldn't have believed you. And the year before that, it was Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. I probably could have predicted that. I'm going to say, just for shits and giggles, it'll be Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns for the Universal title. Don't necessarily believe that, but I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to throw it in there anyway. So, yes, who knows? Tell me in the comments, what do you think? Main event of WrestleMania 36, what are we going to get? Richard Ingman fantasy booking idea. Adam Cole wins the NXT title, holds it until the next takeover, when the rest of Undisputed Era turn on him, and Roderick Strong becomes the new leader because no one else wins any gold, and Cole just uses them to retain his title. What are your thoughts? I mean, you could do that. You turn Adam Cole face, probably would work. They probably do need something. Yeah, you could do that and have him feud with the Undisputed Era. I think they uh, people would enjoy it. I think the only issue I'd have with that is do we need to turn the Undisputed Era heel? I don't feel like they've, they've got to that point. It was much like when we turned the shield in 2014, right? They were on this big babyface run. I think most people got behind it and then we kind of cut the legs out of under it. And people were like, whoa, what did we do that for? I I think it would have been better to to hold off. I don't know, man. I don't know where NXT is going to go. Some people will probably be called up after WrestleMania. Does Shayna Baszler come up? Does the Velveteen Dream come up? I don't think Matt Riddle will. He'll still down. Does Adam Cole come up? you know what happens in the brand in the brand split come april sixteenth, 17th or whatever it is a lot of questions coming out of mania 35 i kind of feel like there's been a bigger focus on what we're doing there and not what we're doing after there this year and obviously you know the monday after all is where it all starts again it will be interesting it will be very intriguing uh relva says at wrestlemania 36 oscar versus charlotte i I mean i I don't know where oscar's going to be in a year I hope you're right, but I'm, I'm not confident. Alexander says Brock versus Batista for the Universal Championship. Again, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I'm just making sure I've got all the, all the questions done, uh, which I have. Well, will end with Mark. Mark, what would be the chances of Repo Man going into the Hall of Fame next year? And what would your reaction be? Well, unfortunately, the man behind uh, Repo Man was involved in that concussion lawsuit, which has now been thrown out. But I imagine WWE hasn't forgotten that. So I don't think Repo Man or Demolition... Did Demolition go into the Hall of Fame already? I can't remember. Either way, I don't think we'll be seeing Repo Man go in. If he did go in, I would be able to celebrate that on ups and downs for around about six years. This would be my breaking The Undertaker streak moment. I would never let it go. People think I don't like Repo Man. I think Repo Man is great. Repo Man to me sums up the dumbest in a positive way of all of wrestling. Why is a man that repossesses things also a wrestler? You can't answer it. It's crazy. And that's why I love him. Also, it wasn't bad. He was a re- That's what repo men do. They come and repossess your stuff when you don't pay. It's the best. Same as Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. I think I was meant to bin- boo him because he was a bin man. Well, I need someone to come get my bins. Like IRS. Oh, pay your taxes. Yeah, you do have to pay your tax. I love it. I love occupational gimmick WWE. What a great era that was. Uh, and on that note... We will uh, we will draw under a line. I don't know what time to do it next week. I think we'll stick. I oh, notice next week I'm at WrestleMania, of course. It will be SmackDown. So next week's episode will air on Thursday, probably a bit later in the day. But keep an eye out for it. If you haven't subscribed, please do subscribe. Smash that notification button as well, and then you'll know a good hour beforehand when we're going to be live. But it'll probably be Thursday next week, I'd imagine. If you haven't subscribed to the channel again, do that because you can keep an eye on my WrestleMania vlogs, which will uh, I'm going to do a few. And of course, all of this is supported by Patreon.com. Forward assignment of 316, even if you can throw a dollar into the basket it helps me do this you wouldn't even believe how much it helps me do this I don't want to I mean my microphone for example I wouldn't have been able to do this if it wasn't for the patron support I tried to put all the money back into it and I get a proper setup for that so it's not this big garish thing but I can rest on it don't forget and it's nice Uh, also in a couple of weeks I have a brand new podcast on here as well it'll be a live stream Nothing to do with wrestling, but I'm going to keep it uh, under wraps for now, but please do join me for that when you see it. Otherwise, like, share, subscribe, you know all of that. Patreon we've mentioned, so signmeta316 on Instagram and on Twitter, come give me a follow there. And it's 2 o'clock, 2pm 2 is when ups and downs drops every week over at What Culture Wrestling. So as I end this, I will switch to my other computer just because it's fun. Feels like a change, and you can join me in the live chat and you can get my in-depth thoughts on this week's SmackDown. But look, uh, we'll try and smash out another WrestleMania podcast if we can. I do have one already recorded, actually, that I'll try and put out. But if not, enjoy the show. It comes but once a year. It was only the 35th one. So enjoy it. Whatever happens, even if you hate it, you can go online. You can chat about it with somebody else. There is a certain, you know, uh, entertainment in that as well. So, yeah, put a smile on your face. See where it goes. If you are going to be at WrestleMania 35 or if you're going to be at the what Culture live show on Monday, April the 8th, make sure you come and say hello. I'd love to be able to thank you all as well for all the support and, again, gonna be a quiet week in terms of the podcast as wrestlemania rolls on but i'll be back in a week enjoy yourselves enjoy the show and i'll talk to you again very soon never a smooth way to end this when you're doing it by yourself but take care thank you for the support i appreciate it